It was really like, I have songs that have gotten me through some serious times. I believe I'm supposed to do something with this and reach other people who maybe are walking through the same things that I have. Hey community, in this episode, I had the privilege of interviewing artist Lydia Laird. We talk about her new self-titled EP. There's seven songs on the EP, and they are so real and honest. They're all about connecting with God when you aren't doing okay. I love these songs. We also talk about mental health in this interview and leading worship, especially leading worship when you may not be doing your best or feeling that good about it. So make sure you listen to this interview and then check out her new EP and you can get the master tracks on loopcommunity.com. All right. Hello. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Good. I'm Derek. Nice to meet you. I'm Lydia. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Yeah, it's always funny meeting people over Instagram Live. but For the first time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us. Just wanted to talk to you about your new EP and just get to know you better. Um, Our community is made up of tons of worship leaders. And so it's just great getting to talk to the artists that sing the songs that we all love leading in church. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. So where are you right now? I am in Nashville hiding in the corner of my bedroom because I have a roommate who also works from home right now. (laughs) And she's out in the living room. So fun. My wife is in our bedroom. So (laughs) So it's like having to rearrange. Are you in Nashville? No, we're in Chicago, actually. Okay. I saw like greenery behind you and I was like, maybe he's in a beach town. That would be awesome. (laughs) No, it's just a plant that makes a nice decorative background. (laughs) <laughs> I wish I was in a beach town. But, Me too, man. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. Um, how did you get started like in worship music? Let's just hear a little bit of background. Would love to get Yeah. Started. Well, okay, a little bit of background. So I am from a very large family from East Texas. I have nine brothers and sisters, which is a lot. Wow. <laughs> People are always like, whoa. Nine. That's um, a lot. Yes, but we, so we were missionaries when I was younger, and part of the way we, like, raised support for missions was to sing as a family. Like, basically, we would all dress in the same outfit, and we would travel around to churches and sing songs. And so, because we're all musical and stuff, and my dad's heart for missions was just always so passionate for missions. And so, worship and, like, my life, it was was like this my entire life just music and ministry they went hand in hand so yeah I mean honestly since I was a kid that has been a calling on my heart to do music and ministry but I also I'm really blessed I'm number seven and my oldest brother is a worship pastor in East Texas and I remember being uh I don't know how old I was but I was way too shy to sing on stage I had been writing since I was very little writing literally since nine years old but I was way too afraid to go up on stage and actually sing or perform or anything and my oldest brother he was just like hey I think you're supposed to do this and he just kept pulling me back and pulling me back and I would volunteer in the church and that's where it started that's awesome yeah Yeah. it's so cool to hear I feel like most artist stories start with like yeah I was a kid that was in church and got to lead worship like it's so cool that it starts so young yeah uh, for so many people yeah nine siblings that is totally normal (laughs) and being number seven too yes that's that's fun um when did you know you wanted just for it to go beyond church like when did you know you wanted to write your own songs and Mm. release your own music well so like i said i've been writing since i was really young but a big part of my platform is mental health mm-hmm. uh, because that's a big part of my story personally, just battling with that throughout my life. And so honestly, I was writing songs kind of as a form of therapy since I was very young. And 
I think there was just a point, I think I was probably about 19 when I just thought, okay, this is what I want to do. And it wasn't so much like, I want to go make it in Christian music or I want to, you know, it was really like, I have songs that have gotten me through some serious times, like really dark times. And I believe, I mean, I had such a missionary mindset because I grew up in a missionary family. And so it was like, I believe I'm supposed to do something with this and and reach other people who maybe are walking through the same things that I have. So I don't know that there was like a specific time. I think ever since I was very young, I, I knew I wanted to do this, but I just didn't know the exact details, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, speaking of like your music and just being for mental health, I love your new EP, by the way. Thank uh, you. If you don't know, everyone watching, like go check it out. Lydia Laird's new EP has seven songs, eight songs? Mm -hmm. Seven. Seven, okay, nice. And it's so apparent that your songs sing about just finding truth when we're mm -hmm. struggling and when we're mm -hmm. not okay. And I think that's so cool because so often as worship leaders and as Christians, like we can feel like we have to be okay. Right. And we can feel like it's like not okay to really have struggles. And it's so clear in your songs that it's okay. It's not be okay. And to seek God and find the truth in that. It's definitely clear in your music. It's very honest. And I like Good. it a lot. Yeah. Good. That is the goal. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. How did you, so those songs that are on the EP, how did that come about? How did putting those songs on the album? Um, Man, I think probably like any artist would say, it, it's all different ways. It's not like, you know, we just sat down and we're like, let's write the EP. Multiple songs in there that are just speak so much to my heart and to different places I've been in the last, especially seven years of my life since moving to Nashville to pursue this. And like, I'll be okay and meet me there. Um, and even Hallelujah, even here, those three songs were all kind of birthed out of a place where I was really struggling <clears throat> with my mental health and with some things that I was facing at the moment and kind of trying to find where God was in the midst of that. And, and what do I do? How do I have faith here? How do I choose faith over feeling when I am confronted with such overwhelming obstacles? And so those three songs, I mean, they all started at different places. And, you know, as songwriting goes, any of you guys who are songwriters who are listening, it's like, you write a verse today and then maybe tomorrow you're like, there's the chorus. That's exactly what I was looking for, you know, <laughs> but it's different all along the way. And then, you know, to be loved and how you see me now, um, those songs were specifically like, you know, I grew up in such an incredible home. I was a Christian from such a young age, but I probably a lot, like a lot of you who are in ministry and who have worked in the church your whole life. I struggled a lot with a performance based view of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with feeling like, you know, I need to be enough. I need to look really good. I need, you know, my family is this incredible Christian family and I need to just do everything right. And if I ever felt like God was far from me, I would struggle so much with thinking I must have done something like he, he must be angry or he must be punishing me or whatever. And it was all this. It's funny. It was almost like this, my own man-made view of the gospel. And I struggled with that so much that obviously it impacted my mental health too. I mean, along the way. And uh, in the last seven years, I honestly, it was, you know, I think as believers, when we've been Christians a long time, we struggle to say, I need counseling. Like I need to talk to somebody about, you know, I'm serving the church. I can't, I can't go to counseling. No, it's important. I think for a lot of us. And so I actually went and I had a biblical counselor basically walk me through redefining my view of the gospel and realizing if the Bible says the truth sets you free and whatever gospel I'm carrying is not setting me free, then it's not the truth. It's something I've created myself. And so the songs To Be Loved and How You See Me Now, those were very much based off of my struggle with that and going, you know what? It's enough just to be loved. 
Like, I don't have to earn it. I don't have to try to please you. I don't have to, you just love me. Like I could never be enough. That's why Jesus died, you know? So yeah, I mean, I think the whole EP has two major themes and it is, you know, the mental health aspect, walking through a valley, but knowing that someday we will be okay because Jesus is walking right beside us. And then the second theme, just going, you know what? God loves me because he loves me. I don't have to do anything and I don't have to be afraid, you know? Yeah. Yes. That's so good. Man, To Be Loved is my favorite song on the EP. That's awesome. You mentioned the performance aspect. And I feel like we're on a stage as worship leaders a lot of times and as artists, and Mm. it can be hard to not feel like you have to perform. Right. Do you have any just like tips or ways or advice on how to make sure you're not up there and feel like it's all just about performance? Right. Well, okay, if I'm completely honest, it's so funny. This is something I talked about with my counselor years ago when I was in counseling because I struggled so much with being like, we're not perfect. Us as humans, we don't have perfect heart motives. And so sometimes we're going to be about to walk on stage and our heart may not be completely right. And I I remember literally talking to my counselor and going, it's like, you know, as someone who battles mental health, like vulnerability and authenticity and all that is so important to me. And I was like, I don't want to go on stage and like be performing and it be about me and it be fake when I'm literally singing a worship song like that just it feels like selling at the temple kind of concept you know what I mean and I remember asking about that being like you know I mean if I'm honest I do struggle with that because I'm a perfectionist I want things to be the best they can possibly be and when I'm going on stage of course I care about the worship but a lot of times my human Lydia is like okay, you're going to look this way and you're going to do just great and blah, blah, blah. And I, I told, I confessed that. And I was like, look, I don't know. Should I just not do this anymore? Like, cause the enemy used that in my head so much to be like, oh, you're so messed up. Like, what is wrong with you? You're so about you. And I remember her telling me, she quoted that followers that says like a sacrifice of praise. And she said, you know, there are times where our heart motives aren't completely right and we can catch them and we can want to change them, but we can't change our hearts. So there's a beautiful thing of being, you know, picture yourself being side stage, you're about to go up and you're about to lead worship and you catch, okay, I'm prideful today. I'm about myself. What do I do? Well, the enemy is going to use that to shame you and say, you're not even worthy of going out there. But I think the most beautiful thing is when you can let that be a sacrifice and go, God, I can't change my heart. I confess my motives are not perfect right now. I'm sorry. Just do what you want to do. And I think that's it. Like, we don't live life of of perfection. So none of us worship leaders or artists or anybody, we're not going to go up there and have perfect motives all the time. But God has grace for that. And as long as we're honest about it with the Lord, I think that he has this way of using it. And sometimes, I mean, I've seen him do that in my own life where I walked up and my mind was on a different problem I was facing and I couldn't focus. And I literally said, Lord, I don't have it in me, but all these people are depending on me right now to lead worship. Please just use me. And it's the craziest thing because I went up there and I led. And afterwards, this girl came up to me just like crying, saying how much God had used this. And that's where it's like, you know what, guys? It's not about us. God is, if God can use a donkey like he did in the Bible to talk to some guy and tell him what to do, (laughs) he can use us even at our worst. You're right. We can't change our hearts. Only God can. And Mm. so just confessing it and being honest. And I love that you talk to other people about it yeah, you don't have to feel bad and do it alone because other people are going through it too. Right. Um, Even people who look like they have it all together. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially them. (laughs) Yeah, especially them, for sure. If you're a worship leader, it's kind of your job to sing. But I feel like at least when I'm struggling with like mental health or anxiety or something, singing to God can often be something I find really hard to do. Mm -hmm. But when it's your job and you have to do it on Sunday, you often don't have a choice. Do you have any just advice or what you tell a worship leader if they feel like they're struggling and 
but they have to keep saying and they have to keep praising God. I would say take it breath by breath. I think sometimes like I am such an emotional person. I want all my feelings to line up. I want, you know, in the same way as we were talking about earlier, just the performance-based thing, I want it to be perfect. I want to go up there and feel good about what I'm doing. And I would just say, look at David in the Psalms. David struggled, I think, so much with his emotions. I think he had panic attacks. I think he dealt with depression. I think he dealt with anxiety. And yet he was called a man after God's own heart. And so often you see him in a psalm, like at one part, he's literally saying, I feel like this, I feel like this, I'm overwhelmed by all these things. And then halfway through, he switches and is like, praise God, like from whom all blessings flow, like blessed be your name. And I don't think David was just bipolar. I don't think we're sitting here going, oh, well, he just changed his mind. I think he had, I think he had faith that, that overcame feeling. And Faith isn't necessarily some great thing inside of you. It's a choice sometimes. Hmm. And I think that he would go, okay, I'm going through all this. I don't feel like praising God, but I know who my God is. Even if I don't feel it right now, I know the facts. And I'm going to choose to lift my hands in worship because of who he is. And, And I think for us, it's the same thing. You know, don't let the enemy guilt you or shame you into being like, I don't feel it. I just shouldn't be doing this. You know, obviously, if there is something in your life where you were like, I'm living in sin and I'm not dealing with it. Deal with that. That's important. But, but, but getting up there and going, I just don't feel it right now. Listen, keep singing because the feelings will follow. I really believe that. I think worship has such power. I mean, think about it. It's like Paul and Silas in the, in the prison. Like they just chose to worship, not because of how they felt. I'm sure they didn't feel good. They were in prison and they had come to the city because God had called them to come to it. And they're like, okay, guess we're going to worship anyway. And after they worshiped, God brought breakthrough. And I think he does that for us too. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, yeah, just keep singing and keep reaching out to God and confessing your sin. And Mm. yeah, that's all he can do. And God will change your heart. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. It's just so cool to hear just vulnerability and honesty because like we said, like everybody's going through stuff. Yeah. Uh, so um, as far as songwriting goes, I'd just love to hear about, like you said you use songwriting as therapy at times. Like how do you, I think the hardest part for a lot of worship leaders is they want to write songs, but they don't really know where to start. Mm. Um, so I love asking other songwriters, just where do you start when you want to write a song? So for me, it is different a lot of times because, you know, I didn't move to Nashville till my 20s. And so I wasn't writing with other people a lot. And so there's definitely, I've definitely learned some tools along the way of, okay, Lord, this is, you know, what we need to write about, show us how to do it. And everybody's different about that. But for me, a great way to start is literally just sitting down with your Bible and a journal. I mean, that's some of my best songs, I think, for myself have been when I was literally reading the Psalms, which is obviously my favorite book because I talk about it a lot. (laughs) Yes, it is. David's an okay writer, I guess. Um, (laughs) But honestly, I think like that has inspired my songwriting so much. And I think for worship leaders and and maybe somebody who's saying, okay, I want to start writing for the local church. You know, my oldest sister, Bethany, she is a part of a church in East Texas. And she told me recently, like, hey, I want to start writing worship for our church. Like, where do you start? You know, and I do think, and she's a gifted writer, but I think you sit down and you open the word and you do ask the Lord and you say, God, if there's something you want us to write, give it to us. But sometimes it, sometimes it's not just like God's like, oh, here you go. Here's this song. <laughs> sometimes it's you doing some work. And sometimes the song starts one day and finishes another. Or sometimes it comes in 30 minutes. You know, I've had both kinds. But I definitely think if you're like, okay, I don't know where to start. 
sit down with your Bible, open up the Psalms. A fun thing I do sometimes is I'll open up a favorite Psalm and then I'll rewrite it in my words, like mm -hmm. for today. And so do something like that and see how, how you could, you know, shape it into a song. Because dude, if you need inspiration, I don't think Psalms is copyrighted. You can use it guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like there's sometimes so much pressure to like create something brand new mm -hmm. and have it just like flow out of your original thoughts, but go to the Bible, go to where there's already lyrics written yeah. and get inspiration from that. Totally. Cause also there's not much that's new under the sun. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're human. We all go through the same thing we have been going through for thousands of years. And it's like, I think sometimes we put that pressure on us and in a way it's like an artistic pride, which it's okay. Like we are, we like to be like, oh, this is my thing, but let it be God's thing. Just mm -hmm. if you're going to write a worship song, realize, you know, and another thing that actually helps me is what's going to serve other people. Because mm -hmm. I, when I first moved here, I did really struggle with wanting to hold on to my songs and keep them just like they're meant to be. You know, I wrote this, this is how it's supposed to be. But listen, if you're going to be writing, think, okay, Lord, and pray, Lord, what, what do your people need right now? And when you focus, like, because Jesus came to serve, that's what we're here. If we have gifts, yeah. they're here to serve. So find out what people need. And, and oftentimes that's enough inspiration for you to start writing it. Definitely. Oh, that's so good. Thank you just for sharing advice and your heart. It's cool. I also just really enjoyed your music. I listened to the entire EP. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Uh, Yay. Yeah, it's really good. Everyone go check it out. Uh, Self-titled EP, Lydia Laird. Lydia Laird. So pretty easy to find listen to it on spotify wherever you get your music and you can get all of the master tracks actually on loopcommunity.com so if you want to lead any of the songs in your church it's an awesome album um, so be sure to check that out and last question for you what is your favorite song on the ep oh gosh you know i, I really shouldn't answer this <laughs> <laughs> okay so this it's really hard or a top, um, top couple maybe okay top couple Oh, still hard to answer. But I will say for me, Meet Me There and I'll Be Okay are ones that are very personal for me. Uh, Meet Me There was one I wrote during like a devotional that I was just struggling. And then I finished it with my friend, Michael Farron, who all of you probably know, he's an incredible writer and artist. And we wrote that in like 45 minutes. And so for me, that, that song's like, it just feels powerful. It feels like the Lord was really in it. And it was kind of my own psalm in a way. And so yeah. Meet Me There is is really high on the list. I'll Be Okay is high on the list too, just because that was, that was something that was years ago that I wrote at a very, very dark time in my life and has just carried on and ended up reaching people in ways I never could have imagined. So both of those are just the testimony of God's faithfulness to me. So I think for me, those are personally very, very important. Yeah, that is so great. Well, thank you, Lydia, just for yes. sharing and taking time to just talk with us. It was great getting to just meet you, and we'll talk again soon. Yes, thank bye. you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Loop Community Podcast. Music from this episode is brought to you by John Guerra from his album, Little Songs. Make sure you check it out on Apple Music or Spotify. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, Leave a review and a rating. It means a lot. We'll see you soon.